Okay, let's go to part two of this series that we have entitled The Chain Breaker. And uh, I'm so excited about last week. I'm so excited about this week and just what the Lord is speaking to our, to our hearts and to our church. And I gotta be honest with you, I went into 2024 with what I thought was the word for the year. I thought I had a word for the year for 2024 for our church. And then through last week and through a week of prayer and fasting, which by the way, yeah, I shouldn't give a word for our church until I have a week of prayer and fasting, amen. And as I've been praying and fasting, I feel like the Lord gave me a word for our church, for our families, for your business, for your health, for your future. And I wanna just speak that word over you for 2024. I really believe that the word of the Lord is breakthrough for your family, for your life, for your future, for this year that God is gonna break through. And David had this testimony that the Lord has broken through my enemies. I love that, like a breakthrough of water, that wherever there has been a dam, that wherever there has been a wall, that wherever there has been resistance, God is gonna break through in that area of your life. I believe this is gonna be a year of freedom, a year of prosperity, a year of miracles, a year of healing. And I know what everybody's saying about this year out there. And I just want to say the opposite. I just want to say God is going to show up and show off, breaking through limitations, breaking through impossibilities, breaking through past struggles, breaking through into the promises of God. And so, man, I just want your faith up that, that, that where, where there is resistance, I really do believe God's going to bring breakthrough in Jesus. He's the chain breaker. He's the breaker and he's going to make a way. I want you to look at Genesis now, Genesis chapter 15. Abraham is in need of a breakthrough. Abraham and Sarah are uh, without child, believing God for a child, believing God for their promise. They're in need of a breakthrough. And the Lord spoke to Abraham in a vision and said to him, don't be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and I will reward, and your reward will be great. But Abraham replied, O sovereign Lord, what, what good are all these blessings when I don't even have a son? Abraham's like, man, I got all the money in the world, but, but what do I do? I don't have a son um, since you've given me no children, Eleazar of Damascus, a servant in my household, he'll, he's gonna inherit all my wealth. You've given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will have to be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, no, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside. Watch this. He took him outside and said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars. Everybody say, count the stars. One more time, say, count the stars. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abram believed the Lord. And the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. 
Okay, now I wish I could just, I wish we could say amen at verse six and, and everyone lives happily ever after. Well, we get on into Genesis 16 and they still don't have a child. So, so Sarah says this, Sarai, who would become Sarah, Sarah, said to Abraham, the Lord has prevented me from having children. By the way, she didn't know that. She's just, how many know when, when you're in the waiting, you start trying to create a theology to make sense of the waiting. So she says, go, go sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. I, Abraham, you dirty dog. <laughs> Y'all see this? Abraham's like, you know, I, I guess, yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, we've been praying and fasting, amen. I mean, Sarah, I guess I could go sleep with your 20-year-old assistant, I guess, yeah. I mean, if, for the Lord, I guess I, you know, you're 90, she's 20, I guess. You know, it's a sacrifice, but amen, I guess I'll... Abraham agreed with Sarai's proposal. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I, I, I want to look one more time. Genesis 15, 5. The Lord took Abram outside. Took him outside. Took him outside. Uh, yet, yet, uh, last week, I talked about the when of breakthrough. Today, I want to talk about the place of breakthrough the place of breakthrough. Father, speak now, I pray in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen Amen and amen, the place of breakthrough. So 20 years before Genesis 15, we have Genesis 12. And in Genesis 12, God tells Abram, he he meets with Abram, he says, I'm gonna bless you and you're gonna be a blessing and I'm gonna make you a great nation and I'm gonna make your, your name great and I'm going to make your descendants great. And Abram's like, let's go. I love it. God promises Abram a family. He promises Sarai a family. He promises him children. They are, they are barren. They cannot have children. And God says, you're going to have not only a child, but you're going to have children. You're going you're gonna to become a great nation. Abraham believes that. Abraham trusts that. Abraham is excited about that. Abraham walks with God on that word. And 20 years later, here we are, and he still doesn't have a child. I think most of us can feel that about something in our life where God promises us something and and here we are. Because when God promises you anything, he usually, very rarely will he put a time on it. Very rarely. Why? I don't totally know. There's a couple of times that he'll speak through the prophet by this time next year. There's a couple of times he'll say by this time tomorrow. I mean, there's a few of those in the Bible, but they are very rare. Most of the prophetic in the Bible, most of the time that God speaks to his people, he just tells them what's going to happen. And it's pretty open-ended. And where we get in trouble is we try to put a date on something that God has not put a date on. So, so what do we do when, when God has given us a promise that does not look like our current circumstance? That I know what God said, but I know what I see. And what I see and what God said do not line 
up and I'm, and I'm waiting for God. I'm waiting for his provision. I'm waiting for the thing that he told me I was gonna have. There is the promise given and then there is the promise fulfilled. And this is where we find Abraham and maybe that's where you find yourself. It's like, I know God spoke. I know I got a word this week. I, I know God's leading. I know God's guiding. I know I, I know that I'm in the will of God, but I can't see it yet. And I wanna remind somebody that God is faithful in the waiting. I'm not gonna preach anymore until somebody says amen to this preacher. God is present in the waiting and God is working in the waiting. That you're in a hurry, but God isn't. That you have a time and a date in which you think God needs to do what he needs to do, but, but God is okay because God is doing many things in the waiting that you cannot see. That your delay is not denial. I might be delayed, but I'm not denied. It might not have happened like I thought it was going to happen, but I'm not denied. That I'm panicked, but God isn't panicked. That I'm in a hurry, but God isn't in a hurry. And, and I've got to learn what to do and where to go and how to stay in my place while I'm waiting on the promises of God. So God has to position Abraham. He has to change his mindset and he has to change his perspective. I'm talking about the place of breakthrough. Well, how, how do I get into the place of breakthrough? Number one, you gotta leave your tent. You gotta leave your tent. God gives Abraham a promise and he goes, let's go outside. Let's get out of this. Abraham is in his tent complaining about what has not happened. He's in a tent looking at one bed, just him and his wife's bed, and he's wondering, where is God? Where is my child? Where is the promise? Where is the thing that I was believing God? Where is the thing that God told me was gonna happen and he's in this tent of limitation. He is, he is in a tent of smallness. See, when I say tent, I'm not talking about obviously a physical tent. I am talking about a mental space, not a literal space. I'm talking about a mentality, not a location. I'm talking about where you can just get into small and stuck and little, and where is God, and where was God, and you end up in a small, in a small space rehearsing what has not happened yet. And if I stay in the tent, I'm gonna end up believing that what has not happened will never happen. I'm just staring at a wall of impossibilities. I'm staring at a wall of limitation. I'm staring at a wall of what has not happened. And we can so easily get stuck in the tent. I, I, don't, I don't know what it was that God knew this about Abram, but he goes, we, we got to get outside, outside of limitation, outside of small, outside of not enough, outside of our past, outside of regret, outside of shame outside of bitterness, outside of family history. Well, this is how it's always been. 
This is how it's always, this is all I know. So this is, this is all I'll ever experience. He, he's, he's got now 90 years of barrenness and, he, and he's wondering, God, where are you? And God says, I have to take you out of old thinking patterns. I have to take you out of addiction. I have to take you out of traditions. I have to take you out of complaining. I have to take you out of the smallness of your mental space. God says, you got to get out of the tent. Your future requires that you get out of the tent of limitation. And you have to look up. Changing your focus, changing your atmosphere, changing your limitations. I'm talking about a mentality. I'm talking about looking up and not just seeing eight feet in front of you, but now seeing the stars, seeing what God can do, seeing from a different perspective, seeing seeing how God would do what you cannot do. You gotta get out of the tent. A lot of you are in a new year, but you got the same attitude. New year, same tent. (laughs) New year, same patterns. New year, same tent. New year, same decisions. New year, same tent. You You haven't even tried to change your thinking. You have not tried to change your perspective. You're just, you're just hoping that everything changes around the tent. But God says you got to get outside of the tent. Life will not change till you leave that space. Proverbs 23, 7, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Yeah, that my life really looks like my thinking. Like ultimately, my life is gonna look like my mentality. It's gonna look like the surroundings that I allow around myself. What, what thinking right now is keeping you small? What spaces are, are you in that are keeping you small? What, what ideas and ideologies are, are, you, are you keeping around because they feel safe? Breakthrough happens when I leave the tent of complaining. Where's God? God said, why hasn't God done that? Why hasn't God done that? God, I thought you said this. God, I thought you said that. And you have to get, you have to get out of the tent, number two, and you have to count the stars. Oh, I love this. Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you are. That's your future. Your future is not the ceiling of the tent. Your future is what God can do. Your future is not what you've built. Your future is what God has built. Your future is, is, is not bound to your atmosphere. It's bound to God's atmosphere. Your, your future is bigger than anything you've ever seen. And God says, you're going to have to look up and you're going to have to get a picture of your future. You have no children now. Count the stars. Amen. Try to do that tonight. You, you won't be able to. You will not be, even in a bright city like Las Vegas, you're going to run, you're going to run out quick. 
I'm just telling you, there, there is more supply than there is demand, and there's more promise than there is problem, but you're going to have to get out of that small space, and you're going to have to... You're going to have to see a picture of what God, can I get an amen from somebody today? You're going to have to get a picture of your future. What does your future look like? And then that becomes your framework. God will give you a picture of your future. And listen, it will not look like your present The faith picture is not delusional, but without God, it is impossible. Let me say that again. It's not delusional, but man, without God, it's impossible. I I cannot do what I believe God's called me to do without God. It would be impossible. And And if I talked about it more, I would sound delusional. I love that God says count the stars. He doesn't say count the trees or count those houses or count the horses or count the animals. He says count the stars. There's, there's nothing comparable about it because that's who God is. He actually tells them two different things to count. In Genesis 15, he says count the stars. In Genesis 22, he says count the sand. You can't. God God is trying to get Abraham to think breakthrough. To think bigger. To think different. To to think in a way that he has never thought before. Because if God is going to take you somewhere you've never been before, you can't go in there with the same thinking. You can't go in there with the same mentality. You can't go in there with the same attitude. You can't go in there with the same vision. So God says, I I need you to leave that tent of limitation, and I need you to see this from God's view, and I need you to start counting the stars, reminding yourself of the greatness of God. See, when I say count the stars, I'm not just talking about like just creating a vision board or or a a picture of your future in the natural. I'm saying you start counting the, the, the blessing of God, the provision of God, the faithfulness of God, the goodness of God. What has God done? Who is God? What will God do? You start reminding yourself. You start counting your blessings. That's what they used to tell us to do. Count your blessings. We start reminding ourselves, our God is good. Our God is faithful. Our God is awesome. If he did it before, he can do it again. If he did it for them, he could do it for me. If he, if he's ever done anything, he can do something. Amen. 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 Yeah. Clap your hands. Good. There we go. And you start reminding yourself that, that God is alive. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ask or think. According to his power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. He's, he's, he's exceedingly, he's abundantly. And I, and I count... Who God is, not who I am. And I count what God can do, not what I've done. And I count what the possibilities are, not what my limitations are. 
and I don't remind myself of the hundred reasons why it can't work. I, I start talking about the million, billion, trillion reasons why it can work. I start reminding myself that, that I have the advantage because I have God. Come on, somebody say, count the stars. Come on, somebody say, count the stars. And I got to stay in that place or I'll be stuck in my tent. And Abraham believes. Abraham believes. Abraham believes. And you think it's just going to, all right, I got my faith back. All right, 2024, I got my faith back. All right, I've been praying and fasting. All right, I got my faith back. Okay, all right, I'm excited. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. All right, all right. Any, anytime you're ready, Lord, anytime, anytime you're ready. Sarah, let me tell you the good news. God spoke to me again. Like, this really is, I, trust me, this is going to happen. This really is going to happen. Thirdly, you got to stay in step. The, the place of breakthrough is in his timing. Abraham believes, like he really does believe. Abraham believes so much so that like God said he believes. That's a lot of belief. God's like, he really believed me. And I called him righteous in that moment. That's faith, boom. Paul tells us that in Romans 4. I mean, Abraham believed. Like That's how he became a friend of God because in that moment, Abraham believed God and yet his faith is still immature and his faith is still impatient. So Sarah has an idea. Well, maybe, maybe Abraham, the, the, the promise is through you. Maybe not through me. Which will always believe, man, this is for somebody else. Well, they're called. Well, they, they must really love God. Well, God must really have a plan for their life. Well, God, there's, there's always gonna be something in us to try to create an excuse for why God cannot do something through us. It, it's usually in the delay that we go, well, okay, I guess that wasn't for me. And so, and so, it is the word, huh? It is, it's good. And so, if I, it hit somebody. Someone went, wait a minute, yay, this is for me. So, in his flesh, Abraham produces a son that the scripture says was not the son of the promise, which means that I can produce something outside of God that looks like God. How many of us are living with Ishmael's instead of Isaac's? But it looks just close enough. It looks just enough like Abraham. But it looks nothing like Sarah. And yet the promise was to Sarah as well. It wasn't just to Abraham. There will always be counterfeits to the promise of God. Let me, let me remind you, the devil does not create. He imitates. So for every promise that God has for you, there will be a fake, cheap 
imitation that looks the part but is not the part. I meant, to, I meant to, to clarify on Instagram this week. I posted a picture of Goldie, and she was wearing a, a belt with the two Gs. And someone wrote and said, I cannot believe your seven-year-old is wearing an $800 Gucci belt. Shame on you. And I said, girl, this thing from China. <laughs> this isn't even from Amazon. It's from Wish. That Gucci belt is being held on by the angels of God. I mean, it's barely, it is, that thing was 95 cents. I, so don't be offended with me, okay? Amen is fake. Okay, our seven-year-old is not walking around in Gucci belts. It is fake. But I think sometimes we, we, we walk around and fake <laughs> to look, just to look it instead of really have it. I, I don't want, I, I don't want anything that the devil has for me. If God can't give it to me, I don't want it. Even if the devil can give it to me. I don't want you to become lazy, but I want you to imitate Hebrews 6, 12. I want you to imitate those through faith and patience inherit what God has promised. Jabin, what's, what's patience? Patience is having faith for a long time. I see people with faith. You know, they come into this church, they get saved, they get fired up, they ah! for like three months, and then you're like, what, what just happened? Where did they? Well, they, they had faith, but they didn't have patience. You gotta have faith and patience. What, what, what you gotta know about me is I've been serving God for 25 years, so I, I know I look like a child dress like a child and act like a child at times, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm 40 years old. I've been walking with God for a, a couple of decades plus, and, and I don't, you cannot do this on faith alone. You have to have patience, too, because <laughs> there's a lot more time I've been waiting for Isaac than I've been walking with Isaac. So, so God, God has a way of doing this. Eugene Peterson called it long obedience in the same direction. Just, I, I, I will not settle for an Ishmael when God promised me Isaac. So you got to learn how to walk in faith and patience. Faith for a long time. 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 Answer. 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 Let me have the team come up. I'm almost done. 
Habakkuk chapter two, verse three, four, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end, it will speak. And it will not lie. Wow. Look at these. Yeah, this is powerful. Let me just start over again. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end, it will speak. And it will not lie. Though it tarries. That's just an old Bible word for it. Though it takes longer than you wanted it to take. Wait for it. Because it will surely come. I love this. It will not. Though it tarries, it will not tarry. Because you know when you're waiting, it feels like an eternity. And then when it gets there, you're like, oh, cool. We're yeah, you know, I really believe God. God really answered my prayer. It's like, yeah, you. <laughs> though it tarries, it will not tarry. In other words, though you're waiting longer than you thought, it will come to pass. And the thing that God spoke to you, it will speak for you. And it won't lie. God's going, I'm not a liar. I know what I told you, Abraham. I know what I told you, Sarah. I'm not a liar. And the place of breakthrough is when I leave the tent of rehearsing what has not happened. And I look up. And I remind myself, God, you're faithful. God, you're true. God, you're awesome. God, you've made a way. God, you're my healer. God, you're my deliverer. God, you're my provider. God, you're a way maker. God, you have no favorites. God, you are my father. God, I am your child. And you start counting what God has done. You don't settle for a right here, right now, cheap imitation of what God has for you. You you settle in on the walk with God and you count the stars. And, And somewhere, somehow, Because when it happens, it, it feels so fast. Somehow you're, you're, you're holding Isaac going. Wow. That was worth the wait. That was better than I thought. God's better than I 
gave him credit for. This is making me laugh. That's what Isaac means, laughter. This is, this is unbelievable. Look at God. That's the place of breakthrough. And I just want to tell you, as a, as a, I'm a, I'm a person that constantly, I've constantly, I'm constantly having to refuse the tent of limitation. Constantly. Walking with God 25 years, still fighting the tent of smallness. And I got to stay a star counter. Where all things are possible. I've got to stay out here with God where, where there is no limitation. I've got to stay out here with God where nothing is impossible. And, I, and I've got to fight for that. And you'll have to fight for that. Or you will end up back in the tent with Hagar. Trying to produce in your own strength what God can only do. That's the place of breakthrough. That's the place of breakthrough. I pray for you that God would give you the faith and the patience to see your Isaac. I pray for you that God would give you the faith and the patience to see your promise. If that's you, just lift your hands all over the room. I pray for you now. Why don't you stand? Why don't you stand? I pray for you in Jesus' name. <laughs> with your hands lifted, pray this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I receive all the faith I need and all the patience I need to see your promise come to pass in my life. I will see your promise fulfilled. I will see it with my eyes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I thank you for it. Come on, thank him for it right now. Come on with your hands lifted. Thank you for it right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you're faithful. We count the stars right now. We don't count our limitations. We count the stars. We don't count what has not happened. We count what could happen. We don't, we don't rehearse what has not worked out yet. We rehearse what you can do. We look to that. We look to our future. We look to our God. And we're reminded of what you could do. And we will see it. We will see it. Hallelujah.